Welcome back to another impactful night of the Impact Educational Leadership. This is episode 179. Tonight's going to be very special. So I want you to share this episode with your friends, with your loved ones, even your haters, because everyone's going to need to learn from this. Tonight's panel is going to be Sensei Maggie Messina, Nina Taylor, Pamela Cleveland, and Mama Pat Matthews. Let me go around the horn real quick and say, Nina Taylor, please say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Hello. So happy to be back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Hey, Pamela Cleveland, please say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. Hello. Mama Pat Matthews, please say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Just glad to be here. And Sensei Maggie Messina, please say hello to the people. Hello, glad to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. What's well, a nice topic? We dare make a topic like this, but it's what makes you a strong woman? Let me say it again. What makes you a strong woman? Before we go into this topic, I have to go around the panel and ask the question, what first came to your mind when you got the topic for the night? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> go ahead, ma'am. <laughs> well, I'm going to make it very short. This is uh, Mom Pat Matthews. Uh, what makes me a strong woman is that the love of God and every situation, he's got my back. And that's why I'm a strong woman. Hmm, that's going to be hard to be. Who's next? Who's next? I would say, this is Nina speaking. Uh, what makes me a strong, phenomenal woman is, um, in addition to my faith, my faith has given me extreme resilience. I have been able to bounce back from horrendous things in my life. And I think that is what has made me strong. Wow, thought-provoking, thought-provoking. Who's next? Maggie Messina here. I definitely have to agree that my resilience and my uh, ability to not give up and uh, not take no for an answer definitely makes me a strong woman. Powerful, powerful. Who's next? I think that mine would be that I have the ability to be humble and to know that I'm not strong. Uh, to give it to God, to be able to like believe in Him, because I remember feeling like I was so strong until I realized I wasn't. I saw how strong God was, and I compared my strong to His, and I realized, no, I'm not strong at all. With God, it truly is that His all things are possible. So I do believe that the ability to be just humble enough to know that, and to be kind enough to allow God to just be gentle with me and show me. I think that's what makes me strong. And keep back. Ooh, this is going to be good tonight. Well, many strong women started with very little and they developed their strength over time. You see this all the time in different families, some of which are our families. But most of those families, they didn't have much to start with. But they stuck it out. They didn't have people that were faithful in their circle, but they stuck with them even when everyone else left. In some cases, it produced trauma 
produced depression. It produced nervousness, worry, anxiety because of all those factors that's involved with families and the wary of being homeless, the wary of not having food, the wary of not having money, the wary of going in debt, getting a divorce, unemployment, and even domestic violence. That's right. Domestic abuse. They have seen it all. And because of what they saw many times with other families, that fear, that anxiety hit home in a certain type of way that almost made them sabotage getting through the place of ugliness to find beauty hidden in plain sight. I want to go first. I want to go to Mama Pat Matthews. Mama Pat Matthews, you have been through a lot. A lot of people don't know your personal story, but the ones that do are, are touched. You, you have lost so much, but you've also gained so much. You've, you've lost, you lost your daughter years ago. And you went through a long period of recovery. And in recovering, not only were you resilient, but you became a, a mother, a, a mother to many, to so many. Could you kind of share your story of what took place to get you to being Mama Pat Matthew? Well, uh, my daughter's murder uh, was really what brought me to being Mama Pat Matthews because my daughter's murder was well. Number one, my daughter was an only was my only child that I birthed into the world. And when she, when the enemy took her away from me. I never contemplated suicide, but I wanted to die too. And part of me wanted to die. And, but even at that time, I, had, I was a Christian and I believed in God. And I know God is the one that brought me through. But I was talking to God and I was like, Lord, I, I don't have, a, my thing to him was, no one will ever love me like my child loved me. I said, so I don't even want to be here. You know, you have uh, your husband's love and your boyfriend's. I said, but Lord, nobody, I don't believe nobody will ever love me like my child loved me. And I just don't want to be here. And I just tried to shut down, but he wouldn't let me. And then he spoke to me one day and he said, you have too much love in you to die. So live and give that love and you'll receive it in return. And I want to say that, you know, I had a daughter, 
But I always wanted to have a son. But after that happened, I, I was like, Lord, I'm not having no more children. I'm just through whatever. Uh, and so I have a lot of children, uh, men and women, that have their families and stuff. But I know that they love me. They check on me. They communicate with me. And I just, sometimes when people meet me and they say, well, how many children do you have? I say, oh, about 15 or 16. And they look at me like, what? But I do ministry. And then I'm, you know, I go to a Lord's church. And so everybody calls me Mama Pat. And... Uh, my closer children, you know, I hear, I talk to them at least once a week. You know, they do things for me. We do things together. And I know that God helps me to love them and help them to love me because I have not liked any love. And right now, even as I get older, it's beginning to be better and better because my mother's deceased, my brother's deceased, my grandmother's deceased, my child is deceased, but I have children that love me unconditionally and will go above and beyond for me, and I thank God for that because it has to be God because I'm a person like anybody else, but the Bible says treat people the way you want to be treated and so I love them and then they love me back and I thank God for that Mama Pat you're so easy to love you are so easy to love because you're a wonderful person and as you were speaking the yes, one word you. absolutely absolutely the one word that came to my mind was transfiguration you had to transfigure to be this person now that process is ugly millions don't make it it's only a few that can let me go to Lady Pamela Cleveland next cause that word transfiguration you come you come to my heart and my mind when I say that word every time and you you went through something that you're not even supposed to be here I saw I saw your struggle I saw I saw your pain and what went through your mind is my question as you were transforming into the person that you are today I thought a lot of things went through my mind <laughs> it all happened um, not long ago um, I uh, went to medical school and uh, they came up at the last ending of everything that we had to have a mandatory vaccination. Um, I felt a little uncomfortable about that because I wasn't much on vaccinations, but they said, you know, if we wanted to continue there, then we, we had to take it. So I went to the Lord and I asked him, Lord, you know, I don't feel good about this shot, you know, but, you know, they're saying that we got to do this, you know. And I said, you just give me a way out of this, you know, I'll try to get out of it, but there's no way out. So at the last day, when they gave us a deadline, I went and took the shot, and I said, God, protect me, you know, watch over me, protect me and everything. Got the shot. My protection 
what I had in mind was don't let nothing happen to me. But for me, sorry. For me, my whole life was turned upside down. And I'm not crying because I'm sad about it. I'm just thinking about how good God was to me through it. I ended up paralyzed. My whole world switched from me walk, walk, becoming, taking care of people to somebody taking care of me. I had to be fed, cleaned, um, cooked for, whatever, everything that I was doing, I had to be done for, for you know, for a long time. And um, laying in those hospital beds for months and months at a time, you're a Christian, you're believing in God, you, you know, this not supposed to happen to me, you know, and I'm upset with the Lord a little bit, just a little bit, because I was like, God, you said you're going to take care of me, you want to protect me. He said, no weapon's going to get me, Lord. He said, I did. I took care of you through it, you know, and I was like, well, you're so right, God, you know, because I could be dead. And it, and it, was, it was a time in my, during the time when I couldn't breathe. And I remember one night, the devil came to my mind and told me, Tell everybody goodbye because you're not gonna you're not gonna see nobody no more. And that was my moment to start back fighting, you know, like with what I knew in my mindset. Because if I hadn't thought in my mindset, then I would not be here. God was taking me through this storm so that I could help other people get through their storm. It was almost uh, probably about almost right at the end when I thought that I was going to be all right and I started just standing up and I was on a cane and I was all right. And then I had another relapse. They said they were this was rare. You know, you're not supposed to be able to have this again. So I'm thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be all right out this. No ma'am, no ma'am. I went through it again, all over again, paralyzed. They had to clean me up even all of them. And I'm thinking to the Lord like, why? Why, you, why, why again? You know, are you serious right now? Well, the first time was for me physically. The second time was for me emotionally. I had some unfinished business and with forgiveness that I had to be taken care of. For me, the second time was emotional, and it pulled up a time in my life when I was a child being traumatized and you know being raped and molested, and and I had to deal with that. And I thought I was okay with that, and I was like, "This, what this got to do with me not walking and talking?" And he's like, "You've been paralyzed for a long time, man." For a long time you just don't know it so with me going through all of that i thought it was just one thing and, it, and sometimes we think that that's just about one thing but it's about a lot of things so god rose me up from being paralyzed and, and I'm, I'm i'm just making it short because the process was very long but when i came out of there i became a woman who believed on walking on water my faith in god i was always frustrating frustrated about you know, like being that Christian, God, why got a Christmas and with God gonna do it one day? One day after a while, you know, I said, No, God, I wanna see what you did back in the Bible days when you said you healed people and they and tell the story. I don't want nobody to tell me the story no more. I wanna see the story for myself. And when I said that, I shouldn't have said that too fast because I was going through it for my own self. But I did learn that I can get a receipt just like everybody else. If if I get in a line of people who've gotten healed, then I'm gonna get that same healing. So that, that that just made a believer out of me. And so when I was when you say transfigured, I was definitely transfigured to a person who truly believes and I'm not taking no for an answer. Mm. 
Listen, you didn't make you look look. That was I, I feel like I feel like I'm at, at a NASA spaceship, and we have taken off. <laughs> Do you hear me? Hear me. The panel was open. The panel was open. It is open because we got to talk about this so far because so much has been said. We fought the illusions in our mind from the trauma that happened to us. We've we've dealt with that. We've dealt with using our mental strength. We've we've dealt with that, and we dealt with it, and it made us become a masterpiece. But look, let's 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 give some takeaways. What was your thoughts? Who wants to go first from what has been said so far thus far? Well, this is Nina again. I'm almost in tears. Um, I'm showing how strong I am right now because I'm very, very emotional. Um, just being so touched and, um, you know, it, it feels like a, a, a great testimony. It's, that's what it feels like right now to me. To me, it feels like some people are giving me, you know, I'm being fed by their testimony. And I just thank them for sharing that. Messina here. I'll go next. Uh, first, first of all, uh, Mama Matthews, I just want to thank you for being in the world and uh, being a child that never had really had a parent, never had a mother's love. Uh, you know, I lost my mom, my mother, uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, and uh, you know, I've been struggling with not never never experiencing that love and to know that there's women like you in the world that uh, are there to offer that to so many that that just need that. And um, I, I think it's one of the hardest things to to uh, come to terms with um, of not having had. And um, I also want to mention that, um, you know, um, my myself as well, I, I came to realize um, I had to have a, have a radical hysterectomy and unfortunately never had kids of my own. Um, you know, our abuse, you know, I, I've learned through a lot of the work that I've done is that, you know, uh, women, we don't, you know, so many, so many women don't realize that, you know, being abused as children, being sexually abused as children, especially in our times of being born where, you know, as women, we were just looked upon as, you know, uh, sad to say, but more more so like objects um, and being abused and how that affected our reproductive system and how much there's so much research and everything now that they, they've come to realize that, um, you know, how greatly we're affected later on when trying to have children and um, uh, just, you know, as far as having to have you know, hysterectomies to clear out all the disease that we endure later on. Uh, wow, you know, just exactly what I needed to hear today. Um, especially just losing my mom a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, wow. Uh, very powerful. Thank you for sharing, ladies. Well, you, you know, I, I was saying earlier before we started, Tonight was going to be a night of just a washing. And what I mean by washing, washing is a type of deliverance. And this is going to be a, a, a washing that's going to happen. And the people that's listening in as well, I feel like that's going to trickulate and, and it's going to spread out to them. And these, these testimonies are going to actually heal people. They're going to be healed by the words of your testimonies tonight. Um... 
lady Pamela Cleveland and, and Mama Pat, we're still waiting on you two. What's what's your takeaways from the night so far? Because this is this is so powerful. Well, I'll comment that um, I was just very I felt very compassionate because that's part of my my DNA uh, just hearing about the the stroke and I tell all of my children and, and people that I associate just like when the vaccines and stuff were coming out for COVID everybody's body is different and for that to happen to her uh, but she had the assurance that God said you need to work through some stuff and he'll do that mm. because I remember way back the day that my daughter was murdered I stood on my front porch and I looked up to the heavens and I said Lord I can't handle this I need you to help me go through this and it was like I felt his arms around me and I was I'm a crybaby when it comes to certain things, but I, I wasn't crying. I did TV interviews. I worked with victims of violent crime, and they were like, there's something wrong with this lady because I wasn't doing my grief like people normally do. And, but that was only because of the grace of God. Because when I asked him, Lord, you got to help me through this, he did just that. And so... I believe that that's what he did for the young lady when she had that when she got paralyzed he she was communicating with him and he was communicating with her and like you said this is this is a flight we own tonight a spiritual flight because God can take you through and bring you out whatever the devil tries to put on you oh okay I'm, I'm enjoying it I'm really enjoying it Lord have mercy Lady Pamela, bring it, bring it, bring it. You know, for y'all, I believe that they always say that kindness is a language that everybody understands, no matter what what race, what ethnic group, whatever. But I also believe that the pain is one we all understand. Also, we all may gotta go through the same kind of things, but we all know when pain is there, it hurts. And when I was listening to each person, you know, share their story, my heart just went out there. I just wanted to tell everybody to know I love you so much. I don't have to see your face to know you and to love you. I just want you to know you are love. But especially Mac when she's telling about her mom, just mama passed. And, you know, it just was, it was just like something inside of me wanted to extend to her. I love hearing stories, everybody, how you overcame you know, and because I have my own story, I know it's hard for everybody. It's a struggle, it's a challenge. But when we make it to the other side, that's what makes it joyful. You know, we just get excited with each other. So I'm excited that you guys came out of there. That's what I'm excited about. And I just love hearing the stories, and I just want y'all to just keep sharing them because I'm enjoying it. I'm taking it all in, too. <laughs> this is real life. This is real life. And, and for the young people. I know a lot of you think you're strong And a lot of you are strong And a lot of you 
think, hey, I'm I'm a I'm already a strong woman, and I don't need to hear this because what I've survived as a young person has made me strong. But as you heard tonight, true strength is in love. True strength is in love when you can go through all the hell that you've gone through and still have a heart that's not cold that's not vindictive that doesn't want to have revenge that don't want someone to bleed then that's real strength but the truth is that to be a strong modern woman you need mental muscle as well it's mind blowing. Mm. It's mind blowing. You you've had siblings that committed su- that committed suicide just a couple years ago. You got yeah. hit. you got hit. No, you got slammed. You got slammed. Well, and then yeah, I mean you you think talk about it. Yeah. I mean you think that you've been brought to your knees and then you're brought down to your knees and then. I mean, you know, my twin brother first, you know, and then uh, a year later, my little sister, and then my, uh, seven months later, my little brother. And, uh, you know, and uh, they, they, they were my book, my bookends. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guilt. Uh, you know, why am I here? And, uh, you know, and then there's that whole thing of, uh, you know, the, the, the act of no child left behind, but there's so many left behind. And, uh, and this is the result. And uh, it's just, you know, I, I, I believe that I'm not here for myself. I'm here for everyone else. And, you know, I'm in the midst of writing a book about it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's about faith. And it's about, you know, get, get back up and, and just put one foot in front of the other and just believe that, your story or your your pain is for somebody else's growth, and uh, it, it's it's really what keeps me going. But like you know, um, Mama Matthews had mentioned, you know, sometimes man, that pain is so deep and it's, it hurts so deep, so much. It's like you just look up at God and you say, God, you know, how much of this is, it, 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 you know, how much of it of this is there, you know, and, and how am I going to make it tomorrow? But how, no. how, how, but how, how are you getting through? How are you getting through day by day? How, how, how are you? I'll tell you. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, talk about it. Um, I, I have a great therapist. Um, I'm doing EMDR treatments. Um, you know, a lot of trauma because, uh, you know, the thing is, is that as the, obviously you have three siblings that basically killed themselves, there was a lot of childhood trauma. So with that childhood trauma, it all comes up. So now I am left to, to work through that trauma because now I realize it was deep dormant inside me and um, it, it's responsible for, you know, my anger. It's responsible for the way I may react to someone and someone may look at me and say, hey, that, that lady's crazy. No, she's not crazy. She's hurt. You know, she comes from a place that you just don't understand. And, uh, you know, I, I work really hard. I, you know, it doesn't it doesn't just, you know, a prayer to God just isn't enough. And I mean, as much as I wish, you know, it was, it's not. And uh, it's every day getting up and just, 
putting one foot in front of the other and just, you know, saying a prayer and saying, you know, God, if I could just like make a difference in one person's life today, then today was worth it. Even with all my pain that I carried with me. Um, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's not. And I always have a smile on my face. Um, it's just who I am, you know. I surround myself by the innocence of, innocence of children, the innocence of other people, and, um, you know, I'm here for them. And, uh, but it's not easy. No, it's not easy. Like no, you said not. earlier. It's, it's definitely not easy. You got you to know enough to, yeah, you got to know enough to, know that you need help but, but what, do you know but do you know your triggers do you know what triggers you oh absolutely okay absolutely every time every time every time i see a set of twins i'm triggered because my twin brother uh every time i i mean if i see a set of twins i'm triggered and i teach martial arts so i have several sets of twins in my school especially a boy girl and i look at them and i watch them the way they react and play with each other and stuff, it, it, it breaks my heart, you know? Uh, it, it's like my whole, like, stomach just drops out from me. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I believe he's in a better place now. Uh, he's no more suffering. And uh, the same thing with my brother, my little brother and sister. You know, I have to believe that their pain is done here. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm here to make a difference and to tell their story because the three of them before they died a week to two weeks before they died they told me specifically maggie tell our story and be fierce people have to know how we were failed they have to know the system is broken and i made that promise to them and and that's what i'm going to do wow that you know there's so many questions i want to ask like, do women really need men? I know, right? That's crazy. Do you really need a man to be complete? Do you, as a strong woman? I mean, I used to. I used to believe because I'm in the martial arts world, so it's a. I mean, let's be real. It's a man's world, and uh, I was the first one of the first generation of women in this world. And I spent the first ten years of my business thinking I needed a man up front teaching. And, you know, I did it and I actually hurt my business. And then, you know, it, it's just society and what we were told and what we're told as children, you know, I, you know, when I was a child, it was the women stayed home and cleaned the house and the guys got a dollar to go to the movies to have fun all day. And that's just the way it was. And we didn't have a voice. And, uh, you know, so that, 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 just having that instilled in you, it, 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 it lives in there. So you, it's your belief system. Until, you know, it got to a point where I didn't even want to be in my own school anymore because I couldn't take the ego. And uh, then one day I just, you know, I just spoke up for myself and, and just said, listen, this isn't working. You know, this is what I love. This is supposed to be my life. And I don't want to be here anymore. And I took the steps that I needed to take. And now I'm 100% owner and the school is doing phenomenal, better than ever. And I'm the one that runs it. And, and I have a couple other, obviously my students run it with me because you know how it, it goes with the mentoring. And um, I have a really good right hand, which is also a woman. And uh, for the first time, it's funny that you asked that question because you know, I had therapy today. I said to my therapist, like, you know, all this time, I thought that 
what I needed because that's what I was told. I don't, and I'm doing better than ever. It's, I don't think it's the sex of the person. It's, it's the information being given. And it's the person educating the person as a person, not just the kicking and punching. It's everything else. So uh, definitely a, a major lesson that I've just learned recently. And now today, finally, I truly believe that absolutely not. I mean, I love men because, you know, you know, I have, my husband's great and everything, but it, it, it's I love to have him. But do I need a man? No. I that, don't need them, it's it, but that was yeah. Per- no, that was perfect. That was perfect. I, you you forced. <laughs> listen, you forced me to open up the panel. I was not planning to open up the panel, but you uh, forced me. You pried it open, and I want to open up the panel with this question: What would you tell someone? Because I guarantee you, there are so many people listening in right now, and unfortunately, because of what they have gone through. They're so close to throwing in the towel, you wouldn't believe it. The panel was open. Mm. What would you tell someone, whoever wants to go first can, what would you tell someone that's ready to throw in the towel and give up everything now? What would you tell them? Who wants to say it first? Who wants to take it? I'll answer that. Um, and I want to say to Maggie, God bless you. And I have to ditto on what the young lady said earlier. I don't know you guys, but I feel a connection. And I want to say I love each one of you with the love of God and the love of a mother. And Maggie, kudos, because so many of us have been raised and taught about the men and the therapists and people calling you crazy and downing you because you get therapy. Mm. But when you go through grief and you there are stages of grief and you have to work through it. And if you haven't ever been through it, you can't work through it. And you have to work through that anger. You have to work through the hurt and all that. So kudos because... People take, you know, the old saying was what's done at home is kept at home and all that. But in the life that we're living now, we need therapists and we need somebody to sit down and talk and listen and know that they're listening. Now, um, as far as someone getting ready to throw in the towel, you might need a therapist because... God has left us all here for a reason. And even though it's hard, and even though we go through things, all I can say is never give up because every day is a new day. It's a second chance for a new beginning. And if you throw in the towel, you'll never realize what you could have been because Mm. God has already prepared our future for us. Jeremiah tells us that he knew us even in our mother's womb. And God has made plans for us. And even with Maggie and, and, and losing her siblings, she's here for a reason to tell their story and to tell somebody else, you can make it if you try. Mm. 
I have so much in common with everything that everyone has said. I know about the childhood molestation, um, getting a, a an STD very early in my marriage and being rendered sterile. I know that, um, and which turned out not to be true, but I did um, also lose a daughter shortly after birth. And I remember thinking, you know, that of course, you know, as a Christian, as my faith, I would never think about anything like suicide, but I just thought maybe if I could just lay down and stop breathing and my heart would just stop and then all the pain would go away. Could that just happen? Maybe if that happened, maybe everything would be okay. I, I remember those days. Um, I lost a lot of weight. I got down to nearly like 100 pounds and I was giving all my things away because I was thinking, I'm, I'm leaving here one way or the other. You know, the pain is so great. It's got to kill me. You know, eventually, you know, I remember going through, you know, that whole stage and crying for several days at a time and, and messing up my eyes and just just all that um, just thinking about all that and you know and coming out of it and saying you know hearing the voice of the spirit saying you got so much to do that everybody around the world is going to know your name oh please I'm sorry y'all I'm sorry but I heard that clear as I'm talking to you all right now and all of that has come to pass and I just snapped out of it I wouldn't say overnight but it's still it's been 28 years and still on that day on her birthday of May 16th I think about it every day like it just happened yesterday I don't react the same way but I know what that's like and it's been like I said 28 years but it's still there's no expiration date on pain and therapy did help me I did go to grief counseling and all that and I do I tell people that proudly I'm not ashamed that I spent years going to counseling because it helps you know and that's one thing we have to let our people know that there's no shame in that nobody wants to reach out and ask for help but there is help you know and I just pray that people you know when they get to that point that they will speak to someone who cares about them and and get the help that they need and that's one thing that I when I tell this story anywhere that I go I tell this and I say grief counseling it works you know uh, the lady that I had was also a Christian and we prayed together she said I never do this I never do this we're not supposed to do this you know but we did that you know <laughs> we did that um, but it was just great to be able to just um to talk about it and not fall down on the floor and say, you know, why can't I just die right now? You know, it, it, it took years, but you can get there. You can get there. Oh, it could take a long time and don't let anybody tell you how long it's, it's going to take. Oh, you'll snap out of it in a year. Nobody can tell you when it's going to, when you're going to snap out of it. Just but, but go then, through the process. But then mm -hmm. it, it cost, mm -hmm. it, it cost all y'all. It did. This, this, this it strong did. woman, this strong woman title, it cost, it cost, it cost. It and did. now, and now you're, you're on how many radio stations? How many television shows are you on now? 
Well, I just went on television two years ago. I'm on about 14 different television stations. And my show, uh, The Gospel Express, is heard all around the world, in Africa, in Europe, in Canada, in Japan, in the Caribbean. Every day, I get a new station requesting it. And yes, everything did happen, just like it was told to me, that people would know my name all over the world, and they do. Powerful. Listen, we, we're, we're out of time, but before we go, I got to go to Lady Pamela Cleveland. Lady Pamela, did you ever think that you would see this day? In my younger years, I didn't. But as my, with my, along with my walk with God, I realized that there is joy on the other side of pain. It truly is. It takes you a minute to get there, and, it's, and you got to be real about it. You know, I heard you a minute ago, you were saying, what would you tell a person who... Would, you know, to feel like they want to throw in the towel, I would tell them that, hey, you're going to feel like throwing the towel in sometimes. And sometimes you may almost throw it in or you may throw it in, but you go back and get it. You go back and get it because at the, your story's not over yet. you just walking through it and you got to stay there to see the end of the story. If you give up, you're not going to know. Just like Mom Pat said, just hang on in there because at the end of the, end of the line, you're going to be happy and you're going to smile. Because I'm telling you, every time I was walking straight through, trying to get up out of the wheelchair, I was just fighting and struggling and wrestling. And I just had, God just started giving me peace. Like if I started seeing Him at the end, like He got me, I can get, I can do this. You know, He said I can do all things through Christ. I had to really believe that I could do things through Christ, not Pam, but through Christ. He can, He's the one that makes it possible. And when I did that, I started to see the joy. I started to feel the peace. I started to truly, truly learn what true happiness was and to walk it. One, one thing that kept in my mind, you know, one remember one night when, when uh, I was uh, coming to Bible class, you know, in our studies, ministry class, school, and uh, you walked in and told me, you won't die, but you will fly. And I kept that in my head at all, you know, a lot, you know, because I was like, wow, he said I can fly, so I'm going to fly. And um, every time I would, they would roll me, they drive me off to go to school, they roll me in a wheelchair. And, and every night I just kept believing, one day I'm going to walk, I'm going to get out of this wheelchair. And sure enough, when the day of my graduation came, I told everybody that was around me, I said, I'm going to walk in there and I'm getting my, I'm getting my message like that. And y'all ain't nobody rolling me in there. They didn't believe me. They was like, what? No, you can do that. I said, if I can't watch them. They took me up there. I, got, I took them, I gave everything, I said, I'm walking in here, and I walked in there, and everybody that, was, that knew me in the class, when they knew I'd been in the chair, they turned around and said, what in the world, what is she doing? I was, I meant that, I said, this is it, this is the last day. Just sometimes you got to make up in your mind, let your mind and your body become in alignment with God's word, and you got to make it happen, and, it, and I did. I just walked in there, and, and I had, they have it on record. I walked in there, and I kept it in my head that I wasn't going to die. But I was going to fly. And that day I flew. That was my flying. Out of the wheelchair. Oh, my God. I never walked. <laughs> Listen, you didn't drop the mic. The mic has been dropped. Listen, we are out of time. We're about to get ready to go before we leave. What are the takeaways of the night? We are out of time. Who wants to go first? Wow. Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, takeaway from tonight is, uh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> women, you know, the women species, we're, we're strong. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our pain is growth. 
and I, I, I think without pain, there's, there's not as much growth. And uh, you know, God bless you for having us on your show. And uh, um, yeah, don't give up if you're, you're thinking about, you know, making this, you know, taking your life or whatever. Hang off the miracle, man. Hang off the miracle. It's there. Thank you. My takeaway is just don't quit, don't give up. Walk by faith and not by sight, and you will win in the end. Amen goes right there. I would say the same thing. Uh, you got to keep going no matter what. It's just like working through an illness where I got to. I got to keep going no matter what. I got to just keep moving, keep working, keep striving, keep planning. Just keep going no matter what happens. Right on. And take us home, Lady Pamela. I think what I got out of a lot of this was that together we're very strong and we all just keep telling our stories to each other we can boost each other and pick each other up pick each other up when we're falling down i think that we can if we look at it at life and the pain that we go through with kinder eyes with gentler eyes and just approach your painful experiences with more understanding and it'll help you get to the other side and i just appreciate y'all for having us on here to yeah, help, having us here on tonight thank you leadership podcast